Sun Devil fans, it is a Monday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast, talking about a lot of basketball action this weekend. One win, one loss against each individual uh, Washington school. Then we're also going to be talking about ASU hiring their new defensive coordinator uh, for the football team for the 2022 season. You're listening to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. One of us is taking this seriously. The other one is dancing absolutely insane right now, What's up? Uh, but that's not out of the ordinary. Um, welcome to a Monday edition, guys. Uh, thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, we always tell you guys about Twitter. A lot of you guys are probably on Twitter as well. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios and find Richie at Richie Brads with the Z36. We also have our Locked On Sunnivals Twitter page. That's at LO underscore Sunnivals. Make sure to give all three of us a follow to be up to date on all of our content as news breaks for the Sun Devils, whether that's football or basketball. Lastly, you can find us on like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and now YouTube. So enjoy on whatever platform you are getting your content from us with. Richie, let's start with this weekend. It was a, a pretty, really since our, our last recording, we had two different games for the Sun Devils. One... We were a little bit more confident in, and that's going to be the Washington game. The spread was at one and a half, I think, right? It was something really close. I want to say it was one and a half. Does that sound right? For Washington? That sounds yes, right. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I want to say it was Washington, and they lost by a little bit more than one and a half. They lost 87 to 64. So uh, ASU did not cover again. Surprise, surprise. Um, what was surprising to me is, is ASU did not play well in the first half. They didn't necessarily not score. They put up 32 points uh, in each halves, I should say. But they allowed 42, which is very uncharacteristic of the Sun Devils team as we've seen it this season. Dude, they got absolutely lit up. I mean, we talked a lot about uh, Terrell Brown being the guy that they were going to need to find a way to contain. And I don't know if I would call 19 points containing him, Connor. But it wasn't just him. They had four guys jump in the double digits. Their, their smallest score for playing significant time, so like 20 minutes or more, eight points. Eight points, nine points, 15, 16, 19, 12. They were scoring in bunches. There wasn't a lot of guys who weren't getting involved in those in scoring opportunities for the Huskies, Connor. Everything was working out for them, and not much was working out for us. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the overall statistics from either team, it's not like anything jumps off the page as far as like rebounds, assists, steals, whatever that might be. It's it's really just in the shooting efficiency of this team. Uh, we shot just under 40% as a team. Uh, more often than not, that's not going to get it done. Uh, meanwhile, Washington shot uh, just over 48% while shooting almost 43% from deep as a team. That's going to get it done uh, against most teams in the country, let alone the Sun Devils. So, uh, but Another another game, man, which we're going to talk about this, I know, in the next game as well. DJ Horn, not exactly playing his best ball, only had seven shots in the game, which is also a little uncharacteristic. Not that he is a ball hog per se, but generally ASU likes to get their hands in the ball of their best score. 
uh, but only seven shots, but only made two of them. That was it. Had seven total points in the night. Uh, had nothing really standing out. Otherwise, only had a couple rebounds, only had one assist. Um, so really another quiet night from DJ Horn, which it's it's solid that you've had uh, Marion Jackson step up a little bit more. Now, it's not like he played out of his mind in this game, did only have 12 points, but uh, take that with a grain of salt because that was our, our third highest score, right? Uh, only attempted two shots, or sorry, attempted 13 shots uh, and made four of those. So not an overly efficient night, but uh, at a time now where you seem to be losing your best score in DJ Horn, Marion Jackson, I wouldn't say is filling his shoes, but he's at least contributing more consistently than Horn has as of late. I tell you what, Connor, I think later this week we're going to have to get into this conversation a little more in depth, but I think you need to start considering how much time you're going to be giving to DJ Horn right now because he's just simply, I, I'm not calling him a liability, but he's not the, the scorer that you need him to be right now. Where earlier in the season it looked like he was going to be your most consistent player and a guy that you could rely on to captain your team and get you points when you need points, he's no longer that guy. I was telling you before the pod off, Mike, it feels like I we'd have to look to get the numbers. I feel like he's shooting under 30% over the last three, four, five games. Like he's just not been good, unfortunately, because he, he was one of the biggest highlights for this Sun Devils basketball team for the first mm-hmm. half of the season. Which half are we talking about? Are we talking about games played? Are we talking calendar days? Because those are two very different numbers right there. Um, games play, but it, if Arizona state had a better team, I would agree. You just don't have anybody to put in his place, right? Like at, the way this team is constructed, you are going to almost live and die by DJ horn. Now it's not a great example next to it, uh, next to it when we're talking about Washington state, but that was a more narrow victory, right? You have to have DJ horn to be able to play well. If you want any sort of shot at the PAC 12 title, which like, let's be realistic. That's probably not going to happen. That is a, that is a Cinderella story in its own, let alone the NCAA tournament. So, are we, uh, but the, are we still in it or are we eliminated? No, no. I mean, everyone goes to the Pac-12 tournament, uh, and you you are ended up you okay, basically okay. are seated. No, seated I, that I gotcha, way. I gotcha. I think in my head, I was thinking like first place. But as of right now, because we are ninth place in the Pac-12, I want to say we're going to end up playing I like bet. an Oregon. Oregon or USC when it comes down to it. And, and granted, we Oregon once, man. Bring them we on. We did beat Oregon once on a very lucky game where we, again, I, I'd use this, I'd use this over and over a situation where everything was kind of going right for ASU and Oregon missed the last shot on their last possession, which would have given them that win. So uh, this game against Washington, very, I, I feel like we misled you guys, right? We said ASU had a really at least solid shot to win. Now I know they're on the road. ASU has not necessarily played the best basketball, but if you're looking over their last week and a half to two weeks, they played some of the better teams in the conference, right? Essentially some of the top three teams. And I think USC is still in fourth, but regardless, like five games against top 25 opponents, I I don't feel like that was necessarily the best barometer. If you're just looking at wins and losses, I was looking at ASU's tenacity and how they're going to carry that over into this game against Washington, but that just didn't happen. And this Washington team's not bad. They're 13-9, 8-4 in the conference, but not a lot is going right for this ASU team. And and at this point, like, unless DJ Horn can kind of return to form or you get Marcus Bagley back, which we've been talking about now for uh, forever, um, it, it just feels like they're kind of sunk right now. They just, they are what they are. I think that's a perfect way to sum it up, Connor. They are what they are. And we've been saying that all year, but unfortunately, 
it, it's starting to get to a point where the optimism is pretty much out the window. I, I don't know how we can continue to try and build this team up when we're consistently being let down. And I want to root them on, and I want to say that I'm having a good time watching them, but I'm just not. And it's so frustrating because there is talented players, you know? DJ Horn is a good basketball player. He's just going through a cold stretch. Marion Jackson, alternatively, is on a very hot, very hot stretch right now. He's become very fun to watch. Kamani Lawrence is a stud. If we had Marcus Bagley, who knows, Connor? Like, there, there are fun players on this team. Jalen Graham has also been playing very good lately. But they just can't culminate and put everything together in order to put out a consistent group effort that wins you basketball games. Unfortunately, they're just consistently falling short of the – standard that we have for them no matter how low it is and and i i understand like it's easy for us to be so judgmental these are kids who are playing college sports right so i feel like i feel like we can be very hard on these guys sometimes considering the circumstances and everything but right now it's just it's not fun to watch connor and it honestly kind of kind of stinks to watch them play as bad as they do just because I, they're fun, they're fun players. I just wish they could all be consistently good at the same time in the same game. Sure, right. When you talk about consistency, you're you're. Um, I'll just use floor and ceiling as an example here. Like your area for consistency and maybe professionalism is going to vary pretty greatly for some of these players, right? A lot of guys who maybe necessarily aren't getting paid like a professional basketball player would, but. Um, End of the day, we still love the school, but it's it's definitely getting tough to watch. And when we're going to talk about this game upcoming next in the the next part of the podcast here, they're winning games, but they're they're narrowly winning games. Versus when they lose, it feels like they're kind of getting blown out. So consistently inconsistent. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit more on the next part of the podcast here. But we're going to take a quick break and talk to you about one of our good friends here. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Connor Drius and Richard Badshaw here, part of Lockdown Sun Devils, talking to you about this next basketball game. But first, uh, again, just want to make, make sure to uh, thank you guys for making us your first lesson. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. Now, Richie, like, Last game, we were highlighting some of the, the statistics as a team, right? ASU did not shoot well overall. They did not shoot well from uh, from deep. Conversely, Washington did just the opposite. Now we go to this game. ASU shot 49%, which is about 10% better than what they did the previous game. Shot 37.5%, which is almost double what they were from deep the previous game. And now free throw percentage, they only made 66.7%, which is probably about minor their, their season average, but only had a four, or sorry, Six free throw attempts made for those. Not a, a huge number there that we need to talk about. But uh, looking at Washington State, only shot 30% uh, as a team. 
uh, 30% from deep and then made nine or 10 on their free throws. So uh, again, like another scenario where ASU is narrowly edging on a victory. Now, a, a couple things jump off the page here for me. If you would have told us that Washington shot 30% as a team, and we shot 49. I would have bet that we would have won a heck of a lot more than by three points. I would have probably right. thought it was closer to like eight to 10 points. Uh, but that's not necessarily being the case. But looking at the numbers does not always tell the whole story. Now, if, if you would have also told me that Jalen Graham, Luther Muhammad, and Marion Jackson were your top three scores, I would have told you we would have lost this game because that was assuming that DJ Horn didn't play well, which he didn't necessarily do that. Kamani Lawrence didn't play well, which was also true. So, but this is some of the depth that we're at least finding in this ASU team. But um, you're not necessarily going to, again, like beat some of the better teams in the Pac 12 with that kind of a play. No, definitely not. And it's, again, like we just previously talked about with DJ Horn, he's continuing to just be in this total slump right now. Not good shooting, Connor. Two of 11, one of six from three, five points. He did not have any free throw opportunities. Now, granted, the Sun Devils as a whole team didn't have a lot of free throw opportunities, but taking 11 shots and only hitting two of them, that's not going to do it for a lot of teams, even the Sun Devils, which the bar is considerably lower. But Jalen Graham continuing to be a hot shooter, 6 of 12. Connor, he's on a roll right now, and we really need to start a dialogue about how Jalen Graham is starting to really take control of this basketball team. Again, like we previously talked about, and we're going to continue to talk about, Marion Jackson has really started to come into his own. He killed it, Connor. He was four of seven from deep. And he only took one other shot that wasn't deep. And he hit it. So Marion's finding a way to finally hit those shots. In this game, it didn't feel like he was taking those ridiculous hero shots that we sit there and we're like, dude, that's just that's bad basketball. It felt like he was a lot smarter with his opportunities. And clearly it showed up. And not only in the box score, but in the winning percentage as well. Not percentage, but the, the final score. You get what I mean. Sure. Luther Muhammad playing well as well. Uh, but uh, Enoch Bache grabbing six boards. Uh, Muhammad had eight boards. So it felt like you got a really good defensive performance out of these guys. And they did just enough offensively to get the win. And the rest is history. That, I mean, that's that's totally in line with what this team is built to do. Uh, going back to Jalen Graham and Marion Jackson, when we, when we hand out our participation awards at the end of the year because they're not going to get an award that means a whole lot, uh, Jalen Graham and Marion Jackson are going to fight for that unsung hero award, which I don't know if hero is the right word. We might have to come up with a new title when we actually give that out. Uh, both those guys are not necessarily getting a ton of attention. Jalen Graham specifically, uh, because maybe the expectations weren't as high on him as we thought Marion Jackson's were. Uh, so now that Jackson is playing better as of late, it feels like a little bit more of a talking point for us. Uh, but Jalen Graham, again, like shooting 50% uh, in this specific game against Washington State, had 14 points, uh, which was tied for the, the team lead with Marion Jackson. Both those guys we are going to be talking about um, as good stories, I think, throughout the remainder of the season, provided they don't necessarily have big, long, cold streaks, kind of like they might have uh, had to start the season off. That's pretty much it, man. So... Right now, it's it, it it's it's almost like the guys that you aren't expecting to take over the game are taking over the game right now. Where we expected Kamani Lawrence to be this consistent force for you for the entirety of the year, he's also been cooling off. We're not talking about him as much either, but 
Kamani hasn't been playing well down the stretch lately, at least not as a scorer. I mean, he's still a consistently good defender, but hasn't been showing up in that aspect. DJ Horn is just, like I said, total slump right now. He's not doing good shooting the ball anywhere on the court. But Jalen Graham has been really good the last few games that we've played now. Marion Jackson finding a groove. So like we like I previously said in the last in the last segment, it's just it feels like these guys just can't get on the same page at the same time. Because if you can have these five guys consistently playing this kind of basketball, I feel like you're a competitive enough team to be around that 500 range. And we'll always wonder what if Marcus Bagley was here on the court, but that's neither here nor there. Right now, it's just we need these guys to consistently play to the level that they've shown, but we need it, we need them to do it together. And maybe, maybe that's part of like the lesser of two evils is kind of like, well, we're not going to be able to get all of them to play well at the same time. So we're just going to have to kind of shuffle them. Maybe that's the situation that's going on. But if we could find a way to get all these guys on the same page, I, I like our chances, Connor. This is a competitive basketball team if you get that opportunity. But unfortunately, they have not had that opportunity. Yeah, so going to these two games, we would have said worst case scenario, you need to go 500, which they did. It doesn't yep. feel that great, especially because of how that Washington game went. You didn't necessarily play overly well. Uh, but these are these are good teams. They're over 500. They only lost by 23. These are good teams. They're over 500. Uh, so it's not that these aren't good wins. And they shouldn't be, you know, they, they, they shouldn't take that in stride. It's not like they played against uh, Utah, right? Um, now this next week, they got two more games. They got Oregon uh, coming to Tempe. Same thing with Oregon State. Uh, both games are going to be on ESPN. Oregon State, I think, is on ESPN2. Uh, so we'll definitely be previewing those games throughout the week. But uh, a much better Oregon team uh, this time around. So we'll see if ASU can take care of business at home in what would potentially be another close win, right? Uh, one more note, I, I think, before we close this part of the podcast out. Uh, in football specifically, we talked a ton about statement wins, right? Looking for ASU to make a statement win. I don't think that's happened in, in basketball yet. Now, we can obviously talk about UCLA. That would be the biggest thing, right? But what I mean is is blowing somebody out of the water, Right winning by 15 plus points. UCLA, that's a game that you just care about winning. You don't care how, you don't care if it's in triple overtime, right. Uh, but any of these other upcoming games, I want ASU for their margin of victory. I'm hoping it's not as much of a nail biter, but we've talked throughout the season, right? That stat about ASU being uh, their, their amount of wins now in five point games still leads all of college basketball, even though they don't have that many wins. Again, just goes to show you how close all of these victories are. But but can you have a statement win when you're as poor a basketball team as ASU is, Connor? Like I think you need momentum. You you like if you beat somebody up, regardless of how good or bad they are, you have to be able to take that into another game, right? Or take that into a streak where you win four or five or something like that. And because I get if you that. just beat if you beat somebody up, it doesn't matter what the scoring margin is. A win is a win, and a loss is a loss. It's just going to count in the, the win or loss column as one. So, Right, and I mean, you talk about the momentum, right? That's a very important thing that the team has been lacking right now. And obviously, momentum builds up your confidence. 
you get the confidence, you start getting your swagger back, you start winning basketball games. It's just right now, like we've said, with how consistently inconsistent they've been, I just don't know if a statement win is in the folds. More than likely. Uh, still looking for that down the road. Have a, a couple more games left this season, so we'll see if they can pull that one out. We're going to go ahead and shift gears a little bit, talking specifically about basketball now. But before football. that, we're going to take – all right, we were just talking about basketball. We're going to talk about football and ASU's new hire along the defensive side of the ball. But before that, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you about our friends over at Bill Bar. So, guys, you've been listening to us for X amount of time now, right? We've been doing this podcast – uh, for several months, we've been talking about Built Bar seemingly every single day. You have to know about Built Bar by now. And if you haven't, well, guess what? It's that time of year where pretty much a lot of you guys as our listeners, as well as us, some of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions. But not this year. We, as part of Locked on Sun of Us podcast, we're going to be sticking to these resolutions, eating right. And that's all thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're just missing out because that's one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, which is my personal favorite. They're all still so good. These are going to be your new favorites as well, as long as you give those a try. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that includes the Puffs, 100% real chocolate. Now they have low calories, high in protein, and replace your candy bars with these guys. They're so much better than a typical uh, candy bar, which can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, so those don't even compare at all. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away. Again, high protein, low calories, high fiber, and low carbs. And to give you an example, a lot of their bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's not even close, guys. So here's the offer. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We are back talking about not basketball, but football for the last part of the podcast here. Talking we can't about talk about basketball. We can't talk we, about basketball. We should not because that feels a little depressing at the moment. ASU making moves along their coaching staff, right? Where it feels like within a matter of uh, a weekend or like a week or so, uh, five different coaches left the program. It was the three coaches that were put on administrative leave due to the recruiting violations. And then both of their coordinators, uh, both their offense and defensive coordinator. Now they brought uh, Brian Billick on as an offensive consultant. Uh, and then they hired Glenn Thomas to be the OC. Now they promoted from within for the interim DB coach, Donnie Henderson. Now, I believe Donnie Henderson does have some experience uh, with Marvin Lewis. I believe that he coached together uh, at some point in their careers. I don't know whether that was just in college or the NFL. Uh, but that's an internal hire that we kind of thought was going to be coming. Um, so not necessarily a big surprise there. But Richie, I, I think the biggest thing here for – we need to talk about like expectations, right, for, for Donnie Henderson. Like, what, what's, what's that going to do for this defense? Set him low. So, and that's, that's not even his fault. Right? No, we, no, no, we no, 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 no. That's we, not we, what we're getting at. Yeah. We can't we can't talk about like this is a good or bad move because what does he have to work with? We don't know. We don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but you have how many people either graduating or heading to the NFL? Uh, you've got Tyler Johnson. Uh, you have all, all your starting linebackers. So Darian Butler, 
Kyle Gary Soli. Butler, Soli, uh, Merlin so Robertson, Robertson, Johnson, Davidson, uh, your corners, Lucas, uh, Jack Jones, Jack Jones um, and safeties. So Evan Fields, uh, Pierce, and Evan Fields, Connor, you're you're almost losing your entire starting lineup. Now we named like 22 players, but that was just a lot of repetitiveness back and forth. But yeah, what like seriously, like 10, 10 starters along the defensive side. And it's not that they don't have some replacements for these guys, right? We we like, like Eric Lole Gentry. is coming back. Right. Lole is coming back. We like Eric Gentry. Uh or DJ Davidson was another name we didn't talk about. Or you might have I, I said I Davidson. I did Thank, not. Thanks so for paying attention. I was just worried about like listing all the names, right? I I, I was not listening to you even a little except, bit. Except except one of the ones that's the most important, apparently. Yeah, um, there are guys to kind of help anchor this defensive side of the ball. Maybe have some of the captains along this team. Maybe that's going to be Lole and Gentry, right? Trevez Moore. Trevez Moore, maybe, could be one of those guys. But that being said, there's so much unknown about this team, and now they have to learn a new defensive scheme. So a lot of these guys are going to be returning players, right? People that had known uh, Pierce's previous um, kind of schemes, right? Defensive, uh, or like what plays he liked to call them. It's all new now. We don't know if Henderson's going to kind of follow in his footsteps, being an offensive guy himself. But I, I got to imagine him and Marvin Lewis are going to spend a lot of time in the uh, the quote unquote lab together uh, and, and kind of figure things out from there. But as you had mentioned, expectations should probably be lower for this defense going into next year. Yeah, and again, like we like we previously alluded to when I said expectations low, and we jumped on top of that and we said it's not a bad thing. What we're saying is the expectations need to be low because you are losing so much. And now you are shifting. I understand it's promoting from within, but that is a different continuity. This do we still is... get second half shutouts? No. Do, do we get first half shutouts? No. Oh, man. What do we get? Nothing. Oh, well. <laughs> you get a lot of question marks. But that's okay. And And here's the other thing, Connor. We want to talk about no continuity how many transfers are coming in <laughs> you got you got gross you got the two corner or the oh my both god. your safeties both your safeties right? yes oh my god i can't think of their names uh edmonds and yeah chris edmonds the, the kid from hawaii yeah we probably could have these names pulled up but um <laughs> that's okay um the so point it, but, is, the point is, is you are getting a lot of new faces to a defense that already has to adjust to having a new defensive coordinator. So when we say the expectation should be low, what we're saying is we need to be fair. We can't sit there and go, oh, we're going to be the best defense in the Pac-12 again. That's not, that's not. Or even getting, one of, right? Unarguably yeah. top three. No, and it's not giving him I got I got it right here. So Chris Edmonds and Corey Bethley. Corey Bethley were the same. Corey, that that's right. <laughs> You're so dumb. So yes. Uh Court Corey Bethley, Chris Edmonds, and we got a commit, did we not? We might have, but you also mentioned Rodney Gross. Uh we also have the kid from Miami playing along the defensive line who may not necessarily be a starter with guys like BJ Green and Omar Norman Lott. Uh, Jermaine Lowley kind of taking up that defensive tackle position. Nesta Jade uh, Silvera, who you're talking about. Yeah. So defensive line, like some of these guys are going to be rotational players, but even the the quote unquote veterans, right. That are have been on this team or are returning to this team. Aren't necessarily going to know what the defensive teams are going to be. So um, there, there is going to be a lack of continuity there. Um, but 
we'll see where they can go. It doesn't mean they can't be good, but from what we have, a lot of the seniors or like graduate transfer players in this team, Richie, like there was just so much talent, so much knowledge on that team that expectations again should be at least placed lower. But what I will say is we've also kind of said that about the offense. Maybe we shall probably adjust our uh, thoughts and opinions on this team going into 2022. But what I will say, and this is only my, my personal opinion, I think a lot of these guys are already on a timer, right? You brought in Glenn Thomas and Donnie Henderson to be their your new coordinators. I personally don't think they're going to be here next year through no fault of their own. I think if Herm does leave this team, I think both those guys are going to be replaced as well, whether they do a good or bad job. So I think these guys will be fighting for almost a, another interview with another school. Um, so they're, they're going to be coaching their butts off. I know that and they're going to be giving us their best. Dude, 100%. I What I will say here is we can like the upside, right? Yeah. We look at the like the Corey Bethleys of the team who are coming in with all that turnover potential. It's really, really enticing to buy into a guy like that translating over to Power 5 success. There is that upside of a guy like Rodney Gross to step in next to Connor Soli and Eric Gentry and be just as good a linebacking core as last year. The idea that Jermaine Lole can return to form and dominate, and we see the BJ Green and the Omar Norman Lot take that next step forward as pass rushers. We can love the upside here. It's upside. And there is a pretty drastic downside, not because of the talent, Connor, but because of the uncertainty the unfamiliarity it, it's going to be really really interesting to see how all of this shakes out and we're going to have to do a lot of paying attention during spring training or spring practices i should say there and is no spring training camp. and i'll be still in a lockout oh not wrong so thank goodness we have a uh, locked on sun devils college basketball and football because our guys, our guys doing the Locked On MLB podcast and all those teams, bless their heart. They work super duper hard, but I can't even imagine how difficult this has got to be for them right now. But definitely bringing it back into our conversation here. We can love the upside, but we, I almost would tell you, set those expectations so low that when they do good, you sit there and you're like, wow, this is really, really good. It's like when you sit there going into a uh, a Venom movie. You're like, eh, this probably isn't going to be that good. But then you're watching it and you're like, okay, this is kind of fun. And then you leave the movie and you're like, you know what? That was better than I thought. And it's because you set those expectations low. So I will, I will say for last year, Pierce exceeded my expectations. Not that I thought the defense was going to be bad by any stretch. Uh, I just liked a lot of what Pierce had brought to the table. So we got to give Donnie Henderson the benefit of the doubt and see what yes. he can oh, do yeah, with yeah, these yeah, kids. Yeah. So, uh, and our opinions of this team are going to change throughout the season, just like I did with this last season, right? Uh, so we'll, we'll have our expectations going into it based on how they look in spring ball, leading up to through preseason. Uh, so we'll kind of see where it goes, take it in stride, and uh, this could be a good hire, but it, it's not not anything flashy as of right now, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. So I uh, hope nothing but the best for Donnie Henderson and the rest of this defense. We're absolutely rooting for you, Donnie. So we we want nothing more than for you to succeed. We love the talent. Let's just see you get the most out of it. 
So that'll do it for today's podcast. Uh, talking a little bit more about some football and basketball later on the week. we got a couple different games to preview for basketball coming up. Uh, but as far as today goes, uh, again, thank you so much for making us your first listen. You can follow both of us on Twitter. You can find me, Connor, at Cedrios, and find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. You can also follow our Locked On Sun Devils Twitter page. It's at LO underscore Sun Devils. And again, guys, content comes out Monday through Friday for you guys. Hit that subscribe button so when we do drop an episode, you're not missing a beat, right? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Uh, now, YouTube as well. You can find us in a visual platform. Uh, now, make your second listen Locked On Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you so much for watching the Locked On Sentinels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.